What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you're tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. I feel like we're back in the swing of things. We've got two weeks in a row, and uh, that's been a rarity this year. My apologies. First things first, follow me on Twitter, at It's Intuition. Follow my man, Ben Shim, behind the boards, making the shit sound buttery, at I Am Database, base with two S's. You can follow us as a unit on at That's Kinda Neat and YouTube.com slash That's Kinda Neat, where you're going to see our guest today, Dream Panther, perform. Uh, you can go on your phone. Perhaps it's your new iPhone 6 that you pre-ordered. That's not out yet. I don't know why I would say that. But you go on your phone. You look at the podcast app. You search for Kinda Neat. You subscribe. You rate it five stars. Tell me how motherfucking soothing my voice sounds. And uh, that's just an amazing little favor that you can do that only takes a split second. But just make sure you subscribe. If you're listening to this on a computer right now, I feel like you're not living your life properly. You should just be listening to it in a car via your Bluetooth or auxiliary streaming directly from your phone. That's the easiest way. That is how I listen to podcasts and it is amazingly simple. Yeah. What is going on? I just got back from Washington, D.C. It's my first time having been on the East Coast during the summer in many moons. And Jesus, it is so... Cr- I don't know how people live in humidity. I, I hate to like talk as- to about something as boring as the weather, but like... Wow, it's crazy. You walk outside and and you just like immediately sweat through your shirt and then you walk back inside to a normal 70 degree room and it feels like a freezer. But yeah, it was cool. I've never been to Washington, D.C. I got drunk for the first time in a long time. Like I haven't been drinking. I, you know, a lot of you guys that follow me on social media stuff know that I've quit smoking. So I've, I just hit five months of not smoking a single cigarette, which is great. And then I had been on a, another kick of not drinking and uh, I hadn't drank for probably about two months, but we were on a job shooting for an alcohol company and I was, they had a lot of alcohol there and I'm like, well, fuck man, we're done with the day. Might as well get fucked up and get fucked up. We did. And, and it was a lot of fun. I didn't wake up feeling that guilty. I think that I don't like to drink because oftentimes I feel like I wake up and need to apologize to people. And uh, this time when I drank, the only people I really felt the need to apologize to were like the people that I drunk dialed. Uh, so, so sorry to all you ladies out there that are drunk dialing. But uh, yeah, we went and saw all the, um, you know, all the like touristy memorial stuff that you go see when you're in Washington, D.C. So we saw the Washington Monument and the World War II Monument and the Lincoln Memorial. And then it was really hot, like I said, and we were we were like about to go to the airport. So I wanted to like not sweat through my shirt. So I took my shirt off. <laughs> A lot of you guys that know me in real life know that I don't really like to wear a shirt that often. So I was walking around with my shirt off. And by the time we got to the Vietnam uh, Veterans Memorial which is much smaller than I thought it would be in real life. Not to say, like, there's a ton of names on there because so many soldiers died in Vietnam. Like, it's crazy. But I just thought it was, like, going to be much taller. But uh, it's still a very beautiful m- memorial. But as we're walking down there, there's a guy that was, like, he, he was, I'm not going to lie, he was chiseled like a Greek god. He was, like, probably, you know, six foot three and just, like, massive glistening shoulder muscles and pecs and a six pack. He was a very uh, well put together man. And I noticed there was a security guard walking next to him. This guy has a shirt off too, right? The security, there's a security guard. He's an old sweet gentleman. And he's like, I thought they were just joking around while they're walking next to each other. But it turns out as, as they get closer, the, the big tall, like dude that looked like Thor goes, look, there's another one, man. Ask him to put his shirt on. And the security guard goes, excuse me, sir. Can you, are you, 
goes, excuse me, can you put your shirt on at this memorial, please? And I said, oh, yes, sir. Uh, my apologies. I didn't know. And, you know, and, and I put it back on. And the security guard looks at him. Like I said, this is a guy who's like in like probably 65, 70, you know, just a sweet old man with like a, a gray mustache and gray hair. And, and he's, he goes, see, he goes, see, he even said thank you. Or he said even he even said, sir. And uh, the other guy goes, well, that's because he's conditioned. You guys, you guys are all just conditioned. You guys are programmed. He's like, look, man, I'm just walking through here. And he's with the, oh, man, I want to tell you, he's with a super hot chick, too, dude. Like, this girl that he's walking with made me and my friend both, like, we were like, wow, that's a good-looking girl. And she's walking with this super fucking tall, chiseled, good-looking man. You know, pause to all of this. But I'm just trying to just paint the scene for you guys. And and this guy goes, you guys are programmed. And, and the security guard kind of stays next to us and and is like, man, what an asshole. And then this guy's still like probably, you know, 50 feet away at this point yelling, going, I was in fucking Iraq, man. I was in Iraq. And we're like, oh, so? And somebody, I don't know who it was, but somebody cracked the joke. We're like, oh, too bad you made it back, which is kind of a low blow. But the guy's being an asshole and he goes, he's like, man, he's like, fuck you to the security guard. He goes, you're going to be fucking dead in five years anyways, man. And it's like, wow, we we couldn't believe that this dude, I mean, the guy was probably younger than me. He was probably only like 27, 28. And he's like yelling at this fucking 67 year old dude about like, you're fucking programmed and you're going to die. And like, don't tell me what to do. I was in Iraq. And it's like, dog, if you were fucking in Iraq, like perhaps you should, I'm not even a crazy patriot like that, you know, but like, perhaps you should have enough respect at a fucking memorial to like, Put your shirt back on. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, I just thought it was crazy. I, I, it's it's so wild when you stumble into like human interaction that is um, just so publicly unacceptable to me. Like I, I don't know. I I just feel like arguing with strangers is like man, grow the fuck up. There's never a reason to argue with strangers. I don't think. I mean, there are reasons, but at the same time, it's like man, keep your fucking cool. So yeah, that happened. What else? This is a this is kind of a thing that i'm going through that perhaps maybe some of you guys will find interesting i you know like uh, similarly to having quit uh cigarettes and trying to not drink as frequently I, i'm not like in a in an aa program or anything but like for all intents and purposes i'm trying to like not drink just because it makes me feel better i feel like i'm more focused and on my grind and whatever like when i'm not worried about uh going out and getting getting fucked up and, and also it saves a shitload of money because like i'm a person where i go out and drink and i'll have a few drinks and a few drinks at a bar you know if you if you take a girl to a bar it all of a sudden turns into 60 bucks and if you're doing that twice a week that's 120 bucks over the course of a month that's like what is that ben Five, that's like four hundred and eighty dollars yeah that's that's math four hundred and eighty dollars four hundred and eighty dollars a month on booze like that's a lot of money so i've been saving a lot of money of just not spending money on booze you know and so i've also been on some shit where like well since i'm quitting those two things maybe i should go the full three x's and just like not fuck for a while and so i've i've kind of i'm thinking maybe i might be celibate for a while i don't know how well it's going to work out, but I know that something in my brain, the same part of my brain that's been telling me like, yo, you're done with cigarettes. The same person that the same part of my brain that's been telling me that like, Hey, uh, you know, you hit the wall and you are of a certain age where like, you need to worry about your health and you need to worry about your, your future and taking care of yourself and told me that I need to quit cig- cigarettes has told me like, Hey, 
you know, maybe it's also time that you start taking care of your relationships with other people. And I think that, uh, while I don't think that I'm, uh, I don't think that I'm a, like a, an alcoholic, I don't know. And maybe alcoholics say that I think that I do have tendencies because I know that when I start drinking, I don't really, I don't usually, uh, I always, if I start drinking, I will always end up drunk. Like I don't stop until I'm drunk. I am, I do know when to stop when I'm drunk, but I'm not a casual, like, let me have a beer with dinner, dude. If I'm going to have a beer with dinner, I'm going to end up having like six more. And so to me, that doesn't seem healthy in that. And, and I, there is alcoholism in my, in my family with relatives. So I don't want to fall into that path if I see any of those tendencies with myself. And in that same account, I don't think that I'm a sex addict because I don't like, I don't fucking sit home and jerk off all day to like unhealthy porn. And I don't think that like, and I don't like walk around with mirror mirrors on my shoes and shit. Like I'm not a, a crazy, like creep sex addict weirdo, but I do definitely think that throughout my life I have treated sex as often a form of validation or a, a way to get my mind off of other things or to make me disregard other problems, similarly to how someone would treat a drug. And this is something that I've, I don't go to a psychologist or a, tr- or a shrink or anything. And so this is kind of stuff that I've just been thinking on my own. And so I don't know. I think like the same part of, like I said, the same part of my brain that's been telling me like, yo, it's time to quit cigarettes has been telling me like, Hey, maybe it's time to settle down and like find something real with someone and like get married soon or like at least get back into a serious relationship. I mean, as crazy as it sounds like how, how Facebook is now, you know, like you can like check in on people that you used to date and just randomly a girl that I'm still friends with on Facebook is my ex's sister, my longest ex. I'm still friends with her sister on Facebook. And it turns out that my longest ex just had her second child today and is happily or uh, yesterday or, or something and that popped up in my timeline. And, and here's the thing about that ex is like, even though I know that we weren't right for each other and like she made me miserable and I, and, and I broke it off with her for the record. I broke it off with her. This is not me like on some love loss shit. This is me on some like, thank God I got out of that. Cause I thought I was going to marry this girl. But, you know, I was miserable with her and she didn't make me happy. And I knew if we ended up together that I wouldn't be happy for the rest of my life or until we divorced. And so I got out and I was so ecstatic to have gotten out. But that was back in 08. And now it's 2014. And and seeing her, uh, you know, happily married and, and with her second child now, like it's not like it's it's not that i will somebody goes oh well what did you like want to see her miserable and it's like no i'm fucking really stoked that she's happy but the fact that she's happy makes me go like uh wait it makes me feel bad because i'm like wait like i'm not happy i don't have a good relationship uh, like what like you know why haven't i been able to find that and part of me thinks that 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 uh it's because i fucking you know, oftentimes treat sex as validation rather than an an emotional connection. And so, uh, yeah. Point being is I think maybe I'm going to be celibate for a while. Just send me an email. Tell me, uh, tell me what you think about that. Tell me if you agree or disagree. I don't know. Just fucking interact with me. I go on these rants before the podcast and I don't know if anybody just even listens to them. I think most people might maybe just fast forward through them. So send me something that says like, yo, you're crazy for trying to not fuck for a while or something. Or if you're a girl, convince me to try and fuck. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, that's, that's some shit that I've been seriously considering. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a few weeks and so we'll see how that goes. And, uh, maybe I'll keep filling you guys in on that. 
Maybe I'll start getting a little more like realistically personal on these intros. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. Today we had on Dream Panther. Dream Panther is a dude that is from LA. If you guys have really been paying attention to the things that have been going on, you might have been reading his name on some like major publications lately because coincidentally he is I Love McConan's cousin and they've worked together. He just did a remix for I Love McConan. If you've seen the Don't Pop Molly No More or Don't Sell Molly No More video, he's the one who does this chopped and screwed part. But I've been hearing Dream Panther's name since around like 09 from like Verbs and Caleb, uh, both of which we've had on the show. And he's just kind of this dude who makes weird like dreamy music in the LA scene. And I think like right now he's just been kind of like doing his thing and learning his voice and kind of living in this underground realm. And he was an early adopter to the kind of warehouse scene that's very popular right now and stuff like that. But I think he's just kind of like learning and hoarding music. And I, and I feel like from what I've heard, good things are going to happen for him. He, he, he's an artist who has a lot of potential to be someone that, uh, a lot of people will be fans of. So with that being said, I hope that you guys listen to this and you realize like he's a super chill bro. Uh, Cause I liked this conversation. It was very fun and easygoing. And uh, I hope that you go watch the video of him. He performs a song and then does kind of like a secret song afterwards, like a second song. And just know that this is something that you're going to be super early on because Dream Panther has a lot of good music in the pipes that hasn't come out yet. And a lot of people vouch for him uh, in, in behind the scenes. So very excited about this artist. And without further ado, here is my interview with Dream Panther. haven't dropped a lot of music right no not not a ton right yeah i mean i got i got more stuff like in the pipe getting ready to come out just but like why do i hear your name so much like are you a dude behind the scenes is that what it is uh i I guess sometimes i work with caleb a lot so caleb yeah. yeah i feel like there's this weird subsection of la music that you're like involved in and one of the dudes maybe are you like a are you quietly an influencer is that what it is um, I I think people see and hear and might like borrow or you know yeah. I might turn them on to something, but um, like as far as like physically being there, now nah, I'm not very many places. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got my routine. You know, well, what do you hide out? Are you are you a very uh, solo dude? Kinda, yeah. Antisocial? No, nah, not antisocial. I'm just um, I don't have a car, so oh, so, and fucking <laughs> of course, LA buses really suck dick. Yeah, so. yeah, I've been doing the internet car for a little bit now, but um the internet car? What's that like Uber and shit? Yeah, 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 the ones yeah, you get on your phone and Yeah, you know what's you know what I feel like the new hustle is for like chicks will hit me up and go Hey, I'm like in a place with bad reception. Can you buy me an Uber right now? <laughs> like with the promise that maybe it'll lead to some pussy in it in Dang. the future and I'm like Motherfucker, I have a car. You think I have the Uber app on my phone? Like, I have a car. No. You just tell him, like, dude, I'll Uber you over here. Yeah, exactly. That's the only... <laughs> yeah, the there's only one... It's a one-way Uber. <laughs> yeah. That's it. No, that's creepy. But, uh, yeah. So, where where are you from, man? I'm from here, LA. You're from LA? Yeah. So, the, you're not from Orange County, because the phone number you're coming from is Orange County? Nah. That, that's just your, like, business phone or dad's yeah, business phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the what, business is. What part of LA? Uh, Mid-City. Born and raised? Yeah. Nice. So, where'd you go to school at? 
Um, I went to a local school for up until high school, and then I went out to Orange County for a little bit. How was that? It was chills. It was good. It was a good, good change of scenery, you know? Like, yeah. My parents feared I was going to fall in with the wrong crowd, and I think they were yeah. kind of spot on with that. So, What's your... Uh... This is like a weird question, but what is your racial makeup? Like, what is your <laughs> ethnic background? Uh, a mutt, I guess. American. American. American mutt. And what was the what was the like racial makeup of your school that you were going to in elementary school? Mostly black and Latino. Yeah, like that's that's the thing. It was like when up until uh, high school, it was like a complete culture shock because everybody was black and Latino. Like yeah. when someone told me that. Blacks, Latinos are a minority. I was like, dude, you're tripping. Everybody I know at school is black or Latino. That's like, so funny. That's it. There's like a few Asian kids and a few like others, but there was no white kids though. No. Mid city's like pretty fucking quote I, unquote minorities. I guess. Even though yeah. it's the majority. I mean there there were more like in uh in middle school. Yeah. But uh yeah, not not really any in elementary. And so you could probably kind of like jump the fence between the two cuz you kind of look Latin or black. I can't really put my <laughs> finger on it. Yeah, yeah. I I got I've been getting Latin more and more. It, it's I don't know, it's kind of a strange thing to me, but uh yeah, I guess there's like that mixed in there. My family's from Central America. So. Oh, okay, word. Yeah, but their backgrounds, you know, are all over, you know. Yeah, yeah. What do your Latin folks do European, in Mid City? Uh what's up? What do your folks do? Uh, my mom teaches computer science, and oh, my so. dad's an electrical engineer. No shit, that's yeah. tight. And so, are they from LA too, or they did they move to LA? And yeah, they here? moved to LA when they were like, I think my dad was like eighteen, and my mom was like twenty. Yeah, where yeah. are they from? Uh, my mom's originally from Guatemala, but she grew up in Belize. Oh, okay. And my dad's from Belize. Oh no shit. Yeah. So, do they speak with accents still? Or did they cli- did they like acclimate to America? Like, how- yeah, they they both acclimated yeah. uh, they still have their accents but you know in the professional yeah setting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so tight yeah. so do you so do you uh does a lot of that culture carry over into your upbringing like uh oh uh, yeah for sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um i don't know i kind of make fun of them because i feel like they acclimated like in weird ways but in other ways they didn't at like all. what like they don't have any american friends oh really? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like they don't really do anything yeah. american like you know, like I tell people, you know, I never really saw Charlie Brown or like Star Wars, and they're like, "What, dude? Where are you from?" Yeah, so we just didn't like they. You you're know. like, nah, we had Univision, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, we didn't watch that. It's yeah. just I don't know, like some things we just kind of missed. Yeah, no shit, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, holidays are probably different and shit, or what? Uh, not really. They're for the most part the same. It's just funny though, like I, you know, I went to Belize and like America has so much of an influence over them. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. they look to America for, like, pretty much everything. So, yeah. like, it's kind of like this America, but just adapted. How many times them. have you been over there? Just once. You got, it's like, grandma, grandpa, cousins over there and shit? No, most most of the, uh, my uh, close family is, like, out here. But, oh, okay. you know, we still got, like, cousins and second cousins and whatnot. Out yeah, there. for sure. So when you're growing up in mid city in elementary school, uh, mostly black and Latino school, like what kind of shit were you into? Uh, I don't know, playing ball. <laughs> what kind of ball? Basketball. Oh, you were a basketball yeah, player. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then pogs, I think we were big. Oh yeah, pogs <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I just missed the pogs. Like I, I think I hit junior high, and like the fifth grade kids were like down with pogs, and I was like, 
I'm a little too old for Pogs, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember that. I remember the Pogs. Yeah, they had the bandit on the schoolyard. People's just fighting over Pogs, playing for keeps. You know? Right, right. <laughs> Were you like a weird creative kid, young or no? Mm, I guess. Um, I think so, yeah. Like, I, I, I remember used, I used to walk home from school and... I would sing and rap to myself, you know, just to pass the time walking yeah. home, you know, it was yeah. before cell phones and MP3 players. And, so. like, you probably thought it was normal and you didn't realize that no one else was probably doing that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really consider it. I was always really, like, shy about it, you know, when a car would drive by or someone would walk by, kind of, you know, quiet down. And yeah. Just let it walk by and then go back into it. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I never really... I, I was like normal. I was like on that same shit where, where like I remember there was a very specific moment in my life where I realized that like not everyone could remember a rap song and be able to like do it uh, in a syncopated rhythm. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, there's some people that like can't do this on beat. Like, that's so weird because it's just that shit kind of shit just comes to to you, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I it's kind of funny, like because my dad or, or like, you know, my, a lot of my family, they're not really. uh in tune with it i guess you yeah. know and like i remember them telling us like oh we you can remember all these songs you know but you can't remember your schoolwork like right you know like right. don't waste your time on this this is like yeah frivolous you know but my grandmother she probably was like the she is like the biggest influence like in belize she would sing on the radio and oh shit like, yeah yeah and so like even so you here, have some musicality in your genes oh for sure like yeah. even when she came out here uh she cut a record in the uh, living room like you know at the age of 70 and she just did Get it herself out. yeah that's like, tight dude and yeah like growing up i never really like considered it like as yeah. like this weird thing but like you know she took her own time and money it was just like yo like i want to sing these songs like yeah you know recorded it she's like, like i'm gonna cut this in my living room and invent cloud rap I'm gonna put <laughs> no, it on, I'm gonna put it on Tumblr. It wasn't any cloud rap sort of thing. <laughs> I'm just just, yeah. <laughs> That's tight. So, wait, so like, did you watch her do this? Were you yeah, a kid? Yeah, we're 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 all around, you know. Just Get like, out. yeah, you know, we had to be quiet when they were doing the takes, and yeah. they just like they just did it. And wait, give me some perspective. How old were you when you're watching your grandmother cut a record in the living room? Uh, it's probably like f between five and seven. Well, and then so in hindsight, like you, you have to realize like how fucking influential that is on what you do now. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, because now you like you probably cut songs in your living room all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's crazy. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just music's always been like a big thing in my life, and I guess you know it wasn't only like until like five years ago I was like, all right, this is what. You know, I'm yeah. doing this is what's for me. Growing up in mid city, like what was the music that was catching you early on? Um, I'd have to say just like Tupac, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Yeah, yeah. Dre, like for sure. It was it was really like something to see the places that we went to, you know, the parks we played ball at in their music videos, you know. Yeah. It's just like, oh, like I was there. Like I drive by that spot every day. Like Right. Well, like kind fuck. Of thing. So I, I remember uh seeing Randy's Donuts and Snoop's What's My Name video and then like when I moved to LA and seeing Randy's Donuts being like, "Oh my god. Like that is a fucking rap mecca, you know." And like yeah. you grew up around that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a trip to kind of like see the places before and then like recognize them in the new video and right like, dude like i could have been there for yeah the well and even I, hearing like tupac say rosecrans and shit in songs it's like that's got to be a trip when you grow up there you know yeah. yeah so yeah that's what i mean it was always like around it was always this like real interwoven thing so it's just it yeah like when i look back on it, it's like okay this is like obvious like, yeah you know like even um 
like right there on our block uh there's marvin gaye's old house or whatever oh and, shit yeah i because I, I always remember like you know my dad and my uncle and everybody they're always like telling the story like you know and that's the house marvin gaye's dad shot him in because like Whoa. he was high on drugs and yeah. like going crazy and that's why you shouldn't do drugs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very like applicable story <laughs> Yeah, you know, so like every time we'd pass it, you know, like every yeah. now and then it remind you, like, all right, that's why you don't do drugs. Hey, like, every time you pass it, be like, hey, be like, fool, don't make me shoot you. <laughs> Stay off those drugs. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. That's dope. So, rap was the first love. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was in the R&B a little bit, you know, because of my sister and whatnot, but. How many brothers and sisters you got? Uh, I got an older sister and a younger brother. But, yeah, so, you're uh, in the middle. Yeah. So does that make you an attention seeker? Mm, I guess, yeah. theoretically. Yeah, right. Is yeah, that right. What the people with degrees say. I guess and <laughs> Freud or somebody would probably. I don't know who. Yeah. I don't know who says that. But like, uh, middle children become entertainers a lot. Maybe. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> uh, what do they do? Um, my little brother's still in school, and yeah. then uh, my sister's a dentist. I guess technically. Oh, tight. Uh, that, How much older is she? I'm not sure. She's like thirty something. I don't know. Sorry, I'm like really bad with. Hey, no worries. Numbers of keeping track. I have a hard enough time keeping track of how old I am. That's so. fine. <laughs> if there's anyone you don't have to apologize to, it's me. Uh, <laughs> I forgive you, my, my son. Thank you. But was she an influence uh, on your tastes uh, with anything? Being an older sister that was like seeing cooler shit, was she passing it down to you? Um, I would say so. Yeah. Like I don't think she like consciously like yo passes. I'm gonna pass yeah. it down to you, but like. I think she was, like, more into music, you know, when I was, like, you know, she would want to watch MTV and BET, and I'm like, no, nah, I want to watch cartoons still, you know? Yeah. So, and like, she's like, nah, there's a new R. Kelly video coming out. We yeah, or, you know, there's a new Mariah Carey or, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it, Boys to Men? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. She just told me about this group the other day, uh, High Five. <laughs> Wait, is that, like, an old boy band or something? Pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're I like, think I remember that. Really old. I yeah. never even heard of any of them or any of their yeah. songs. I was like really tripping. I was like, dude, this is like from another world, but it was pretty chill. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you go to Orange County for school, how does that happen? Uh, my dad worked out there. So, yeah. so you just started of, driving with him in the morning? Yeah, yeah. He just took me out there. And, and was that like an all white school? But for the most part, predominantly, but yeah, there's like Latinos. And what city and, in Orange, Orange County? Huntington Beach. Oh, in Huntington. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's a pretty motherfucking white area. Yeah. So what was that like? Bit of a uh, culture shock? Yeah, totally. It was like complete shock, but it was good though, because it, it really opened my eyes to a lot of things, man. You know, up in, I would tell you up until then, you know, like my view of the world was very limited. It was like inner city LA pretty much. Right. So for me, like Ozzy Osbourne, Kiss... And uh, Sid Vicious were all the same person. You know? Okay, like, yeah, yeah. I could, I didn't really know them apart or know that their music was different. Yeah, because all white people like smelled like wet dogs or or hot dog. No, water, no, it's just like <laughs> I didn't. I thought the person with the face paint bit the head off the bat yeah. and you know played the quote unquote punk music. So right, like, right. No, that makes a lot of sense. Like your your view of of white music probably gets twisted or something or I don't know. Just I just I didn't have anyone to like reference it. Right, no one right. had. No one was like, yo, this is like. The Sex Pistols and this yeah, is Kiss. Like, yeah. You know, so. You know, funnily enough, uh, I grew up Catholic, not to be on some Mr. Me Too shit, but I relate to what you're saying in that going to church as a kid and like hearing about Catholicism, like they really teach you, like, yo, 
this is the fucking religion. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you don't believe this shit, you're kind of wrong. You know what I mean? And so I grew up thinking like, oh man, like everyone's Catholic, dude. Like Catholics, we, we run this shit. And when I found out that there had only been like one Catholic president and that like Catholics got, uh, there was like a lot of persecution and shit. I was like, uh, I was like, what? I was like, no way. I thought that we were like, I thought that like everyone was Catholic. It's crazy. So I don't know what the point of that story was other than to say like, that's, I think that's interesting that you were like, oh yeah, like we're not a minority. Like we're everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Sorry. That was a rant. It's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Where did did you fit in? Like when, when you went to Huntington beach, what did you, what did you do as the new kid? Um, I guess I was just playing ball. So that kind of like took up a lot of my time and then um yeah just you know exploring different other things you know like surfing and get out bundy on me were you like a basketball superstar or what nah. did, you make, did you make the varsity team as a freshman nah nah it wasn't it was like up until then like it was pretty serious but i feel like when i started smoking weed was when, <laughs> <laughs> when i started the quest like yeah i don't i don't really enjoy this like yeah i want to like dedicate my whole life to like this, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I had fun doing it, and it was chill, but, yeah. like, and I would say, like, I was probably, like, up there, you know, in the better percentages of the people who played, but... What like, were you, a two-guard? No, I was just, like, a one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you had handles. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and the, and the assist ability. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, you're, like, pretty serious about basketball until, what, like, eighth grade? No, I'd say probably, like ninth or tenth and then somebody passes you a doobie and you're like game over life changed yeah i mean it wasn't like that drastic yeah, you yeah, know like yeah. but yeah looking back on it it was kind of like it, right, it yeah. makes you think a little bit like you know we like smoking and getting high for the first time you're kind of like whoa like let's think about things and it kind of changes your worldview a little bit most definitely i do i can't even remember the first times i was getting high yeah <laughs> But, but yeah, it, I, yeah, I think, yeah, it really does make you like yeah. think about like things. So, you know, I, yeah, my interest just kind of took me elsewhere. I think that's, that's when I really started getting more creative and like exploring painting and drawing and yeah. making music. Yeah. So like, uh, what was the first thing you took to was painting and stuff? Was it art classes or no, no, just on I your just, own time? Yeah. I just kind of did everything on my own. Like, um, I was never, like, I got like piano lessons as a kid, but. I, it was nothing really like, um, I was never really like so focused on one thing, you know what right. I mean? Like I was just doing a little bit of everything. Like So it's like you're painting, drawing, making music, thinking yeah, melodies. Yeah, I, I wanted to enough. make alcohol, but the parents wouldn't let me do that. You wanted to so. make alcohol? Yeah. As a, as like a sophomore in high school? Or yeah. You're like, let me brew my own beers? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, no. Yeah. No shit. Well, how did you get that idea? I don't know. I was just driving down the street one day and I saw like, the, it was like a homebrew store and I just thought about it. I was like, oh, you can make your own alcohol. Like everybody likes alcohol. Like that's totally a thing that you could do and sell for money. Yeah. <laughs> like, Have so, you ever gotten to do it since or what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've made a couple batches. I haven't made anything in a while, but I just made some mead. Anything come out good? Yeah, it was pretty tasty. I mean, I think the fourth and fifth batch were pretty tasty the first three were kind of sus yeah <laughs> nice. i mean it got you drunk but it wasn't right right wasn't anything great yeah yeah so in high school did you start joining bands or were you just like kind of uh keeping it on the low that you were working on music stuff yeah i mean i had a couple towards the end it wasn't much most of most of the stuff out there is um fuck what was it called like not emo but uh like hardcore okay 
that was like a big big thing out there like everybody was in a hardcore band in huntington yeah yeah, yeah. i guess like avenge sevenfold was like a local band and they popped off and everybody's like we're doing that right right so that kind of wasn't really me i was more like the melodic sort of yeah well i mean you seem a little too chill for hardcore you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you got very chill vibes yeah 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 for sure so <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of what was going on out there so yeah i was playing a couple of bands like i don't know just like indie shit whatever yeah and then that's when i just started producing my own shit like I think I got like. What was your path into learning about indie music? If you grew up on the rap and then you moved to Huntington, and it's like, oh, fucking white people and their crazy shit. Like, was yeah. there, you know, like what what bands kind of fucking made you uh, think about other types of music? Um, shit. Thinking back about then, uh, the Shins, I guess. Okay. Modest Mouse. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like all the stuff they listen to out there that like they turn me on to. Uh, what's his face? Um, the guy that died, the heroin overdose. Guy. Oh, Sublime. Yeah, yeah, Sublime. A lot yeah. of Sublime out there. Sublime was secretly a big one for me too. I used to come to California on vacation. I'm from Alaska, and so I'd come down to my my um. I had an older female cousin that would put me up on game, and they gave me like the first two Sublime albums before the like mainstream one came out. Uh, and I was like, that was my first band where I was like, oh my God, I'm early on this. Like I knew about it before they were famous. You know what I mean? Yeah. I uh, mean, I, I never really like listened to it a whole lot, but yeah. I just got it because everyone else listened to it. You right, know? right, right. And I'm like, this, this isn't bad. So, you know, I'll just like listen to it. But right. growing up, you know, um, we got a lot of uh, like Bob Marley. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. You know, that sort of, sort of cuts from out there. So yeah. That's tight. Yeah. So, so you start making indie music out there and. Uh, yeah, but not, that wasn't a whole like. That wasn't. That was just like a little minor thing, you know. Yeah. Like I didn't really find a whole lot of people like really playing, you know. Like I said, that kind of stuff. So, so, so but did you like pick up a guitar and shit? Yeah, yeah. I started with the bass and then I uh, moved okay. the guitar. Yeah. Did you have friends that you were jamming out with, or were you just like, I just want to fucking play bass? Not a whole lot, you know. Yeah. Like I was. Yeah. It's, so that's where kind of like the whole production thing started. It was just there was no one really like around or willing to fuck with me so i was like all right so you gotta become your own band at that point yeah just you know and it just progressed in that the more like i played and wanted to play with people and try to reach out like i was like man i just should just do this myself what was the software that you picked up um it was reason and ableton live but like really really early right right yeah i can't i think it was like one of the um like uh managers at the school or something like just had just hooked me up and was just like yo here's some shit no shit yeah so like that's kind of what i started with and even then like i didn't know anything i didn't know how to record the guitar and computer so like all i did was kind of more like dance techno music i guess yeah that's kind of like what those programs were made for at the beginning it seems like yeah i mean that's what kind of like came easiest to me yeah. so like it's just kind of been yeah progression since right so what'd you do when you got out of high school how was high school? Was it an overall positive experience? Yeah, it was chill. I mean, by the end of it, I was kind of like, fuck this. I'm over this. Yeah. Um, How'd you do? All right. I mean, I graduated late. Yeah. But it was cool. I got the paper or whatever. Right. That means nothing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So yeah, I did that. And then I was really into photography back then. Like, So like, music was a side thing. You know, I was really right. into photography. And I went to school for that for a little bit. Where? And started working just at SMC. Oh, okay. Yeah. I went to Brooks. 
Brooks in, uh, in, in um, Santa Barbara. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. The real like fancy photo school. I didn't know any better, but yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool, dude. I wanted to go there, but didn't really got the uh, dough for it. So yeah, we didn't either. Uh, that is a uh, that that's a that's where debt comes from. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so I went to SMC, um, just got a couple gigs doing photography, did that for a while. And Dope. then. What kind of shit were you shooting? Um, I was doing like live concerts and like commercial. Nice. Yeah. Dope, man. You still shoot? Not really. I mean, just off like my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, dude, the iPhone, I, the, it changed the game for photography. Like, I was really uh, not passionate about phot- photography for a while after getting out of college. I was like, fuck this industry. It's a bunch of douchebags. Like, I hate this shit. And then uh, Instagram came along and I was like, oh, shit. I'm down with taking photos. But, yeah, it's uh, kind of funny. Yeah, I, I gave it up for a little bit and yeah. then, like, kind of slowly being back into it so. yeah yeah so you just had some odd some like odd photo jobs after getting out of high school and- all right no i was i was mostly uh assistant and then like i did like freelance like uh commercial or not commercial but um live show stuff yeah yeah but and then i realized i was like dude i don't even want to take pictures of these people i just want to go to these shows for free like yeah totally you know and so like that's why i kind of like i you know dropped that a little bit and then i was doing the commercial thing just because i was paying money yeah you know just assisting and then i was like nah i don't really like want to deal with all this right you know so so yeah i got in some trouble i had a kid you had a kid? Yeah. Oh, well, congrats. Thank I'm gonna, you. I'll yeah, well, the- it's, been, it's been five years since, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, congrats on your child. Yeah, yeah, Boy she's or beautiful. Girl. It was like a little girl. Yeah, she's, yeah. That's great. You get along with your baby mom? Yeah, yeah, we're all good. It's all good. That's fantastic. Yeah. But at the important. time, you were probably shitting bricks, huh? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think every I think everyone does, man. It, it's like a thing to go through, dude. It's it's crazy. Yeah, and like I feel like nobody you talk to, even your parents, can't even really like explain it or prepare you for yeah, it. Like, yeah. It's just something you gotta like experience. So. Yeah, totally. I, I the the older I get, I don't have any kids, but the older I get, the more I think that like no one's ever really ready f- to have a baby it seems no. like you know what i mean like the stories always get a little fishy in there like there's always some circumstances <laughs> like, yeah yeah no for real yeah that's what i'm saying it's just like it's a thing man yeah. so like how how what kind of trouble did you get into can you talk about it yeah i mean it's nothing major like you know just being like irresponsible it's nothing major and, i just shot somebody nah, nah, nah i'm just kidding like i'm that, kidding dude nothing yeah, like yeah. that you know i mean let's just be honest you know like being young and black like you get a little more attention than other oh, people. Absolutely. So you know, you know when you're driving around in cars and like, um, you know, it's just like you get, if like you that. get pulled over and you have anything that somebody might get a slap on the wrist for, you're going to get a little more for something like that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and then you don't show up to court, and it like and it becomes a whole thing. Exactly. So you know. When I say a little trouble, it's just community service. But like, I had like a mad amount of hours. Really? Like, yeah. Fuck! Like, how like, many hours did it end up being? Like five hundred. Get. I out. mean, that was that was just for one. Like, and then I had like a couple other that were like, you know, couple hundred, and yeah. then like fifty. You know. Wow, like, dude. Yeah, I was just like always in there for stupid. Well, it's shit. so crazy like, how our court system's set up to just like once you're in it, you're they want you to be stuck in it. Like, it's impossible to get out of like the prison industrial complex or whatever you know what i mean yeah i mean it's not impossible man you just gotta be on your shit and that's what i'm saying like i just wasn't on my shit like yeah you know i'd be on my bike dude and i'd like roll through a uh 
do a stop sign and then they stop me you know like oh, oh what you doing like where you going like what's going on you know yeah and it was like shit like then they would give me a ticket i wouldn't show up and then like they stopped me again for some bullshit like that yeah you yeah. know and then they go oh you got a warrant hey we like throwing a book at you right you know so it was like always shit like that just like right. and stacking it, up and then in the middle of that you get your lady pregnant no i was like deal to deal with that like i like bounced dude i was like you know i can't oh where'd you go I just went up to Portland. Oh, how was that? It was dope. Yeah, Portland's yeah. a cool city. Yeah, it's true. it's a lot like LA. It's funny. It is kind of more <laughs> they're like they're identical to me. Yeah, I feel like their homeless are a little more overzealous or something up there. No, nah, I think people are really chill because it's like real easy living out there. Yeah, you know. But at the same time, a lot of a lot of people are like really pretentious as fuck. Like, in, oh, yeah, 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 into whatever they're into, you know, and then. There's like really bad traffic. Is there in Portland? <laughs> yeah, dude. No shit. It's like I've been to Portland traffic. a few times this year. I haven't experienced any of the traffic, but I, I do like that city. It has a good vibe. Uh, it's it's just so crazy how there's, there's just so many strip clubs. I'm, I'm sure that's a cliche at this point, but like, yeah, you wouldn't expect it in in that city. I don't know. I guess. I yeah. mean, it was kind of boring and lazy. That's why, like, I and I feel like where they're different, they're completely different. Yeah, you know. Whereas like L.A., everybody's trying to turn up and go to like you know four different clubs in one night you know right, in portland right. they're like going to no like they're going nowhere yeah you know they're doing nothing what were you doing up there i was just uh you know doing my community service or whatever just up there living oh so you could do community service in a different state yeah, yeah i told them i was moving yeah. they're like okay cool just find like a non-profit and just like log some hours doing your stuff so, oh nice so yeah. did you have a job or no yeah, yeah, I had to get a job. I yeah. was like, yeah, just making music, got a job. And then, yeah. like, went, like, as soon as I got out there, I found out my lady was pregnant. So, oh, wow. So, uh, so she was still down here? No, nah, she went up there with me, but oh. then she came back down. Oh, okay. She's originally from out here, too. So, yeah, yeah. No shit. So, and like, that, that was like when I was like, all right, dude, like, I'm having a baby. Like, I need to figure out what I'm doing with my life. Like, I can't be like dilly dallying no more. Like, yeah, so, you know, you not really out? focus. And, like, I was really into motorcycles, and I was considering doing that. You know, doing what? Doing Or just, like, motorcycle, like, mechanics like repair? or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, no, nah, I don't want to be dirty all day. Right, so, right. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to just make music. Yeah. How's that been going? Good, man. I mean, it's been, like, a process, you know, but every step and turn, it's been getting better, so I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I was telling you before we started, like, you're one of these names that I've been hearing since... Uh, I think the first time was like around '09 from Verbs or or from Caleb's uh, Caleb Stone. Wait, is it Caleb Stone? Is yeah, that, yeah. We've had him on the show. He that's a that's a good buddy. I just forgot his last name for a second. But anyways, Caleb brought you up. I think back when he was like doing the Prof Calc thing. And it's one of those things where I don't see your name that often. Like you don't play out a lot, do you? No, not really. Yeah, but. Every time I'm like reminded of your name and I end up at your SoundCloud, I go, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna like listen to this for a couple hours," and I just like put it on loop. And it's chill. it's great. It is. It's chill. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's like great fucking ambience music. You know what I mean? Like it's just good for whatever I might be doing at the time. Uh, so yeah, like uh, when how did I don't know fucking how did you start developing your sound? Uh, I don't know. I just started playing. Yeah, you know. I think I get influenced a lot by like the things i hear and the people around me so i feel like that that's like a big factor in the sound you know like yeah but yeah so yeah you know i've been working with caleb and 
you know, I know Verbs for a long time. You know, we've always been like jamming and chilling. So. Yeah, yeah. What's a category would you put your music in? Because I, I would say like my first instinct is to say chill wave, but I know that chill wave is kind of like almost a curse word at this point. And yeah, the, I mean, some people think it is. Like, yeah. I don't really think so. I mean, yeah. it's fine. I think just the like definition of it is really narrow. You know, yeah. I think my music encompasses like a little more than that. Yeah, but it definitely has like a little bit of that. You know, but that's not like the whole thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I say fuck genre, man. Like I don't I don't know how to like right. do it. I Yeah. Know, so, well what do you what what is uh I mean I yeah, I could throw out like twelve of them maybe if you want. No, like, no. <laughs> I, I was gonna say like what is um what goes into making music for you? Like what do you what do you start with? Like do you start I, in a program? Do you start with plucking on your guitar? Do you start with your sampler? Uh, a little bit of everything, yeah. you know, just like guitar. I've been mostly doing like keys, starting with the keys. Yeah, uh, and then building around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm not that great of a guitar player, <laughs> right? But it's cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm just like a fan of like starting with whatever. Sometimes I start with the drum beat, you know, yeah. like or start with the sample, you know. So it's yeah. just kind of whatever like stands out and whatever. But you sing too. Yeah. And do you do you find like writing lyrics to be a cathartic process? Like, are they important to you, or is it? Or, nah, you're, not at yeah, because yeah. some singers are just kind of like, oh, I just fucking sing whatever sounds good. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm kind of like at that point now. Like, I'm. I was never really one for words. Like, I like poetry and whatnot, but I, I never really. I feel like I myself have trouble, you know, with my words. I, you know, I feel like I speak a slang and I slur my words. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people don't understand me, so yeah, I feel like yeah, I just kind of like focus more on the music to. Well, absolutely. To I get mean, my I, and I notice out. that when I listen, it's kind of like they're mixed, sort of in the background, almost as an instrument in themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, part, part of the overall vibe. And I'm down with that because I, I sometimes I like when I can't understand what people are saying or singing. You know what I mean? Or when it just doesn't matter. Maybe maybe it can yeah, mean something yeah. to you that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. That's not to say like I won't do something like the opposite in in the future, but that's just kind of how what it is right. or what it's started for me as. Yeah, so. totally, totally. Yeah. Well, tell me about the weird LA indie scene that you're involved with. I don't when know. When did you move back down from Portland? Um, it was a while. Like I was only there for like eleven months, yeah. ten months. So your daughter gets born and you move back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and how? What was that? What, like when you moved back, did you were you guys gonna try to stay together? Or what, like? Yeah, yeah, no, we've been together like kind of on and off. You know, like yeah, yeah. Things are, of course. You know, life's difficult sometimes. Absolutely, there's things, no uh, there's no real defined lines in life as you would think. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. So yeah, I just kind of moved back and just started making started music. grinding. Yeah. Yeah. How do you make uh, side money? Uh, I was working cafes for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and doing that a so you get down here and there's like this kind of warehouse scene, right? And and what like did you you got involved with that? Yeah, yeah. I I had an idea, you know, I was, I was thinking maybe you know we'd start a our own like warehouse and yeah. just like throw parties and shows and it was it was a good step, man, cuz like, you know, like it, it all kind of came from this like DIY mentality, you know, like there was no one around really to like have a full bandwidth you know still even at this point like i didn't really like i wasn't on the scene in like no sense of the word you know yeah. like, i was just on my own doing my own shit right and so you know i had this idea you know i had like a few friends I was like yo let's just get a warehouse 
Yeah. And throw shows. Like, you know, we don't know nobody. Nobody don't know us. Nobody ain't asking us to play shows. So we'll right. just have a place to play shows. And that's kind of what happened. Started booking shows and then just mandated that we would play the open slot. Yeah. At every show. Yeah. So it was, it was really good practice, you know. No, We're that's playing perfect. like 20 shows a month. Yeah, that's dope because then you get to get your chops up uh, even if the people fucking, whether or not they want you to in front of them, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And we were like in a, it was it was a crazy experience, man. It was kind of like a free for all, you know. It was very very open. Yeah, it was called Mick World, and it was over on Adams, right? Yeah, Adams and Labrea. Adams and Labrea, yeah, totally. Yeah, and, it, and that's and like at night, that's that's the hood. Oh, for sure. Like across I didn't the think... street, there's a liquor store. Like it was. It... No, oh, dude. Like I don't want to like blow up anybody's spot, but like don't go over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was bad. I, I used to go. I didn't know you at the time, and I didn't know. Uh, I didn't even actually know that you were part of the owner or one of the owners of it. But like I used to go there for like art installations and I would go there for random oh, random shows and shit like weird shit. Wasn't there like a video? There was like some weird video art show there one time that I think I went to. Yeah, I mean, I like I started it and was there for like maybe like a year, year and a half. I can't even remember. But yeah. like after I left, it still continued. Yeah. And just got passed along. I yeah. don't, I'm not sure what's going on there right now but it went on for like many years after i had left yeah so i don't know if it's still cool. going on or not but yeah like I, yeah it's one of those places where you'd park your car and, and you would kind of worry about your car afterwards i mean no nah, dude i think people people are like kind of uh um not passive but like yeah. there's not like a whole lot of that like yeah. violence and like no, totally. breaking into cars and stuff it's just you know a lot of people got like drug issues yeah, and absolutely. like a lot of people living on the streets and, yeah. and not a jail you know you know just like you said yeah yeah, yeah. so like it's just kind of like that sort of thing you know that's what i'm saying like you know if you're not like into like being a crackhead like just don't go over there there's yeah. only crackheads over right, there. right totally so so uh at that time did you build a band or did, like was did you did you open mcworld in order to like <laughs> practice with the band or was it uh, like you already had it formed or was it kind of a thing that was growing with the spot um, I was like involved with a couple of bands, yeah, you know, and like you know, so that there was like spot for them, and then I think it was around then that I started like focusing on my own, yeah, like project, the so, Dream Panther project, yeah, 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 yeah. We used to be called um the Magic Johnson, <laughs> the Magic Johnson. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What kind of music was Magic Johnson? It was like funky bossa nova. Okay. Like psychedelic, trippy bossa nova. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We just I just had a um one of those old organ uh, beat machines. You know, oh, you yeah, just yeah. use yeah to like keep the tempo. Yeah. Yeah, and just play guitar over that. Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. And so, I always wonder, like, with the band shit, is it is it as like dramatic as like, oh man, I we're like we're breaking up, or was it just like, hey man, I think I want to like go off on my own and do some other shit. I mean, I I. I would, it was always just kind of me and like whoever I can like rope in to like help me out and like do some shit. You know, right. I was playing with my boy Nick. He's in the, you know, official Dream Panther live band. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it is was like, like me and him. Is there for... a patch for that that you get to put on your jean jacket if you're in the, <laughs> in the yet, official but, band? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. But yeah. So, you know, it was, he was always like, there and then like kind of we we're always just down to like jam with whoever you know yeah, like yeah. like seriously caleb probably played a couple shows with us like you know yeah whoever was at mcworld and was just down to like right. 
jump on like we just kind of were for it you know yeah. so yeah and so how did you switch over from bossa nova into like the weird kind of indie spacey ambient stuff that you do i don't know, just a natural man. progression like, yeah, I, you know, I, I never, it was like the sound was nothing that like I really like thought about, like, oh, I want to sound like this, yeah. I want to sound like that. Cause for me, like, dude, there's so much good music and you could sound so many different ways. Yeah, like, totally. you know, from like James Brown to Bob Marley to like Young Thug, like, yeah, come on, you know, like there's Tupac, like there's so many like good. So you didn't want to be fucking bound to any rules. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like even some country I fuck with, like I fuck with folk music a lot. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, Joanna Newsom's first record was uh, like, Oh, so good. Yeah. It was yeah. a big thing for me. You yeah. know? So like, and even like, you know, indie rock and rock, like, uh, what was their name? Um, comments on fire. Okay. You know, like I remember seeing them as a kid, you know, like, it was just like very influential. So like, yeah, like I never really kind of like, I just knew, like, you know, whatever I had equipment-wise in front of me, you know, whatever I could do and play, like, whatever sounded good to me, whatever I wanted to, like, listen to, that's kind of what yeah. I just gravitated towards. Yeah. So. Talk to me about your DIY mentality. Like, how come you never – or ha- have you ever, like, been on some, like, oh, maybe I should get a manager. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I need a label to help me. Or, like, is it always just kind of been, like, I'm going to just charge it? No, I mean, I was looking for a label for a while, and – I think, you know, maybe like eight months ago, I was like, nah, I just, just need to go ahead and just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so, you know, like, I don't know. I, I spent some time like, you know, and it's still even now, like trying to like figure out the quote unquote music industry, industry like, right. you know, and I think just like, yeah, having an understanding of how all the parts move is good, but I don't know. I've, yeah, I guess. I more so now I'm just like dude fuck it just focus on the music like, yeah yeah that's what comes best for me and that's the part I enjoy the most so yeah I spent a lot of years wondering like oh like when are people when are these labels supposed to hit you up or like are you supposed to reach out to them or like why why isn't this happening or that happening and then in the last couple of years I've just been like oh wait I'm gonna like make I'm just gonna make it happen yeah and it's been working so much better not having to but uh, worry with, about that for shit. me what's been like a big philosophy is like being creative yeah it's like even as a kid like I realized man like so many problems could be solved with creativity you know Absolutely. like the same way people just throw money at problems i feel like you just throw creativity at problems right and like it just gets way doper you know there's no more problems so. i think that i think that's a fucking that's a great philosophy and and theory because one of the things that i can't stand the most is when like a problem pops up and everyone makes note of the problem and they describe the problem but no one talks about solutions everyone's like oh well fuck we forgot this like what are we supposed to do rather than just going like Oh hey, we forgot this. We're gonna do. We can do this. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah, I, I'm telling you, man. Like I don't know. It's just I I like remember going like doing art in like school, you know, and they'd be like, oh well, here's like the rule, and I'm like, dude, fuck this. I hate this. Like, yeah. I remember hating art like in school just because there was always these like rules. Yeah, you had the color within the line, and this is what constituted a good thing, and this is what is a bad one. You know, I'm like, no, man, like. You know, so I, I think, yeah, that's, it's creativity. Like, because I don't, I don't think, you know, public schools in LA really 
foster a lot of creativity. Yeah. Or at least they didn't back then. So. Right, right. I mean, our fucking whole schooling system is fucked. It's all test-based and everything. It's on a whole nother podcast that we could do, bro. <laughs> nah, but, um, yeah, so here's the, the crazy shit. Like, fucking, I love McConan is your cousin, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> what, like, what the fuck? How did, that, how did all that happen? Have you guys, did you guys grow up together? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We Yeah, we pretty much were, like, you know, like that, just like yeah. neck and neck up until like, yeah, about high school, you know, when he went to Atlanta and then I went to Orange County. Yeah, but you guys always stayed consistently collaborating or what? No, nah, it's kind of funny, man. We kind of went through our own process. Like, Growth? In the, you know, isolated, but, I, you know, it, it was kind of identical, you know. F- um, For all intents and purposes, you guys are like pretty much the same age. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a year or two younger than me. But you, so you guys were the cousins that were like the closest. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To like being the same. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's whatever. what I mean. Yeah. Like you know, we grew up playing ball, grew up playing video games. Like, yeah. You know, he was with me when I was. We were watching our grandmother sing in the living room. Okay, like, yeah. He was one of the ones where they, they were like, "Don't do drugs, or I'll shoot you." Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you guys grew up with the same musical influences. For the most part, yeah, up until, yeah. you know, we yeah, until went you guys did. Ways, yeah. yeah, which is interesting because, like, I would say that you guys both uh, make left field versions of whatever it is you guys are trying to do. You know, like, you guys are both <laughs> part of the left field, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you know, when he started making music, like, I started listening to it and I was always fucking with his music. Yeah. So, yeah, and, like, he's obviously, an, you know, an influence on me. My yeah. Life, so. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I, and it's so funny because, like I said, I've been seeing your name around for so long, and then I remember seeing the um, uh, the video for "Don't Sell Molly No More." Yeah, and it said "Chopped and Screwed" part by Dream Panther, and I went, "What the fuck?" I'm like, <laughs> I would have never. I'm like, after having listened to this fool's music, I would have never guessed that. I'm like, how? What is this weird connection? And then I re- and then come to learn that you guys are cousins. I thought that was so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, have you been part of? Have you have you guys like collaborated on other shit? Uh, no, nah, man. Like, that's what I mean. It's like, uh, our kind of like things were like separate forever. Like, um, yeah. you know, uh, he came out to LA in like 2012 Yeah, and we did a little bit and, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I was just kind of like so focused on my thing and I felt like he was so focused on his right. thing that like, you know, we touch in with each other, but like, it was kind of just like. You know, yeah. oh, it's just like grinding. So. Well, and it's so interesting that you chose to go to Portland because, it, like, what's going on in Atlanta? They're calling Black Portland, like all the we- all the weird <laughs> shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Portland's definitely weird, and they and they embrace that. Yeah, so. and I, yeah, is the city was definitely an influence on me. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, interesting that you're fucking that Drake just co-signed your cousin. I'm, yeah, it's, so it's crazy. cool. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Man. Yeah. He's doing his thing. Really I sad. always knew like. His music is going to pop. Yeah. You know, just from like, tell you, listen to them early, early tapes, you know? I just like, dude, as soon as he gets production to like, you know, get everything like all like squared away, like it's going to the top. So. Right. 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 Yeah. That's dope, man. So yeah, I'm not really like that surprised. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, do you do a lot of behind the scenes production for people around LA? Like, I know that Caleb has uh, recently been on a kick where he's like producing for a shit ton of people. Are you yeah. on, are you on that? Do you, do you make a lot of rap beats? Uh, not a whole lot, but yeah, I do work with Caleb yeah. a decent amount. Yeah, he's been the homie forever, and yeah. you know, so like, yeah, as we, you know, he plays in the live band as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the you know the more we kind of been hanging out and just working more, you know, just been doing more stuff. Um, yeah. 
I started doing production for uh, a couple other people, but you know, yeah, it's kind of, it's just chill. I don't know. I don't know how to explain. I don't want to like, I'm just chill, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me about this EP that you're working on and why you're having an existential crisis about putting it out. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's just old, you know, it's kind of not really representing like who I am anymore. I feel like I've really grown so much in the past, like six months. I'm, just kind of so because yeah, like i mean also too it, it like it has like a lot of songs from like years ago that i just kind of never really put out like yeah i'm, I'm kind of weird with that like being a perfectionist yeah you know like i get really so you're not somebody that like will make something and and be like oh i'm gonna put this on the internet now i mean i definitely get that urge for sure but yeah you want to you kind of like want to collect and compile things and put them into a cohesive project no, honestly, dude, it's like at the end of the day, man. Like, I just, I just want like really, really dope shit. You know, like I want to get to that point where like I'm like Beethoven. You know what I mean? Like, 500 years later, people are like, "Yo, this shit still knocks. Like, this is still dope." We're yeah. talking a whole other language, but yeah. like this speaks to us. So, like, I just want to say I've never heard anyone refer to Beethoven's music as knocking, and I loved it. You're, you're like, oh, "Yo, well, this I shit mean, still knocks." No, but I, that's real. Can it does. You, can you like come across a person who's just like, I don't like Beethoven? Yeah, I mean they're idiots if they say that. You or know? you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. so, like I, I or Mozart or like some yeah, shit yeah. like that. You no, know? it's undeniable. Like, you know they still play that on the radio today. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Still. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like what I was. I'm really looking for. Like right. So I guess, but that's why, like you know, I really hold on to stuff because I get like. So are you a music hoarder? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing is that uh, if you put it out and people do like it, that's good. Yeah. Right. And if but, they don't like it, they won't say anything about but it. If so you, but if they chill. don't, are you scared of hearing people don't like it? I guess, you know, it really uh, before fear was a lot of it. You yeah. Know? And like, I guess it kind of still is. But now I'm just so hyped on like the new stuff I'm making. I just rather yeah. wait to finish that and just put that out. Well, I, I personally think it's a smart decision. I, I'm and I'm so I'm not like trying to like be like, oh, fucking put your music out. That's not what I mean. I mean, it's, it's uh, gonna come out eventually. You know, I, I actually just, like, went on a rant on here one time about like, you know, people always ask ask for advice, like, oh, how can I get noticed? How can I do this? And I think like the best advice is like, yo, keep your music a fucking secret until you're really good. And guess what? And then then when you're really good, when you put it out and it's really good, everyone's gonna catch on at once. And you know what I mean, like. I think I just like the thing I I had to like keep reminding myself is like yeah. I think I feel like everyone's path is different. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So like if that works for them, like you know that may be the yeah. path for them, but like yeah. you just got to kind of figure out your path, and like that's kind of what I'm like focusing on. Yeah, like, it's just like the path. So so when you say EP, like how many songs was on this EP that that you haven't put out yet? Uh, I think right now in its current form, there's seven. But there's probably I still got like probably another half dozen songs that I did and just never put out. Right, right. So you have seven songs. So like that's that's my thing is I'm a slow worker. Uh, it takes me a long time to write songs. It takes me a long time to put music out. Um, are you somebody where you make a lot of music that you just never finish, or is it one of these things where it's like those seven songs are the seven that you've been working on for these two years? Yeah, I guess I I kind of been like I I just like work slow. Yeah, I mean same. I used to. Now it it comes so much quicker. It, yeah. So that, that's like why like I'm so torn. Like you know, it's like the new stuff so comes so much quicker, and I enjoy right. so much more. Right. 
that like I I don't really want to spend any more time to put like the final touch on this. on something that you like. And that's, that's the thing is, years ago. yeah. And I mean, it really, it sounds like you your gut has already made up your mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like maybe just. I mean, dude, I got I got like probably like another half dozen songs in the can. You know that just need to like get figured out with the people I'm working with. To, yeah. Like, you know whatever's gonna happen with them. So yeah. But the new shit from the last six months, you're feeling like you're finding your voice. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. And that's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, may, may, oh, fuck. Maybe just fucking sit on the old shit, put out the new shit, and then when, when uh, Dream Panther is synonymous with Beethoven, you can put out the old <laughs> shit as B-sides, you know? like. Yeah, no, nah, it's cool, man. I like, I love it all, man. It's all good. Like, yeah. you know, I guess I'm just like so hyped on the new stuff that yeah. I feel like the new stuff should come out before the old stuff. Right. This is really what it is. Right. Where do but, you, where, do you, do you get to play out a lot still or no? No, no, I don't, I don't play out very much. Why not? Um, is it a conscious decision? Nah, it's just it's, it was kind of a hassle with the live band, you know, with the trying full, to get four people on the same page. Oh right? yeah, it's just three of us, but oh, yeah. yeah, like and I don't know, like it, right now for us, I guess like the economics wasn't really there. So. Right, right, yeah, that makes and, sense. And um, I don't know, I I really enjoy. I mean, I don't get me wrong, like I love performing, but like I love producing much more. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. So what's uh what do you, I don't know give me your give me your forecast what do you think you're gonna do within the next few months with the the new stuff that you're making just uh, keep working on it and then what yeah you're just gonna drop it man just like keep it going I'll probably end getting up playing more shows yeah so where do you record at uh, just out of my house are you doing live drum stuff or is it a lot of uh, sample drums uh we do a little bit um but right now that my drum kit's really really shitty so it's right. just a lot of samples yeah 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 when i get a better drum kit then we'll do some because that's drums. the thing the music sounds so live to me and like sounds like it sounds organic it sounds more organic than most like you know synth pop or whatever that i would hear i think and so i it just makes me wonder like what the home studio is like yeah for the music nerds out there <laughs> um yeah I, I guess yeah, like the drums are always like almost always programmed, but everything else is it's pretty much live, like bass, guitar, just like a mic amp. No, nah, I just do direct in, yeah. And then you and then like using um, MIDI, like MIDI um, filtration and shit like that, or what? Um, just a various amounts of things, you know, yeah. like you know, run it through pedals first, or mm. you know, affect it in the computer, a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. You know, or just, yeah, mic in the guitar or, you know, yeah, whatever I get my hands on. Right, know? right. Yeah, man. So That's tight. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, what's up What's up with uh, life right now? You got a job? Uh, no, nah, I kind of just been doing the music. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> How do you survive off of it if you're not playing shows? Uh, You know, I got like little hustles here and there, you Fuck know, yeah. some music, some not. Yeah, so. of course. Of course. You know, money trickles in. Like, yeah, I mean, I do play shows every now and then and like I get money for that. So yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm glad that I got a chance to finally meet you and talk to you. Like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I oh, like, I like what I've heard. I'm excited sure. to hear more. Fuck, maybe, right. you know, hopefully we could work on something in the future that I'm would be totally chill. down, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, that's why I'm like, I'm just happy, man. I feel like I'm hitting a stride. I'm just yeah. doing music and just getting it done. Like, I'm telling you, like, yeah, like you said, Caleb, man. Caleb's been a big part of that, dude. Just yeah. Because that dude is a workhorse. Well, and that's man. what I'm saying. Caleb's been around in the background for a long time. Like, the, you know. He's the, been doing a lot of work, man. Yeah, a lot, for sure. a lot of work. I, I always, like, try to shout out Verbs whenever I can because Verbs is one of those people that, like, is part of, um, I don't see him as frequently as I as I used to now, but he's one of those people in my brain trust where I'm like, yo, 
or he'll always he's always excited about something and he'll tell me and he'll be like yo have you heard so and so yet yeah and i'm like nah and he's like yo you gotta go listen to him you know so and like you and caleb are both two of those names that he's been telling me about and the first time that i met caleb was because um i was telling verbs like oh i have this song that i want to do like a live rendition of but i don't know anyone that like really like plays guitar or anything at the moment yeah and, and he was like yo you should have my homie caleb like do a remix of it and then do that live and then i'm thinking that he's just gonna bring an acoustic guitar and we're gonna do this and he fucking had done a whole like keyboard like weird uh electro remix out of a <laughs> keyboard and a fucking and a guitar and all this crazy shit yeah and, and i was like whoa like you really went the extra mile and the video ended up never coming out because it was like the recording quality of the video was terrible but I, but ever since then i was like whoa caleb is like onto something and ever since then i yeah i've definitely like watched him hit his stride and like he kind of switched he kind of switched genres almost uh into like becoming a fucking banger producer and and still doing all the other weird shit too i'm happy that you feel like that you're about to hit the same stride because uh yeah good, good things are bound to happen for sure definitely yeah Sometimes I talk a lot. <laughs> it's chill, man. <laughs> <laughs> Where can the people find you online? Uh, just Dream Panther. At Dream Panther. Anything. Dreampanther.bandcamp. You know, Facebook, yeah, Bandcamp, oh, hey, So there you go, ladies, if you want to Snapchat them. Or whatever. No, I'm like, kidding. It don't matter. So <laughs> uh, Dreampanther.bandcamp.com. Yeah, everything, man. I'm telling you, just like just type in Dream, Dream Panther. Panther. Like, if anybody wants to remember anything, Dream Panther. Dream Panther. Yeah, yeah, man. Go to this guy's SoundCloud, press play, and just fucking vibe out. It's good times. And uh, what are you gonna perform today? You sent it to me, and it's fucking a very yeah. You know, song. I decided. I'm sorry, man. Like, I don't think I'm gonna perform that. Yeah. I think I'm gonna do like an old school cut and maybe just give you guys a little a little snippet of that at the end oh wait was the one that you sent me as some new shit yeah yeah that's, that's what... <laughs> you should do the new shit dude I'll, i'm telling you for uh, you should do the new shit all right we'll talk about it off air i don't want to bang on you right now but uh because <laughs> don't tease me that song you sent me was so good okay so follow him on dream panther or at dream panther look for his music go to his soundcloud and listen in it's gonna it's dope and you will like it uh my name is lee some of you guys might know me as intuition you can follow me at its intuition you can follow my man ben shim behind the boards making the shit sound buttery at i am database based with two s's follow us as a unit at that's kind of neat youtube.com slash that's kind of neat where you're going to see dream panther performing something today uh which we will discuss off air and i'm gonna <laughs> fight you over it no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> uh go to your uh go to your app store on your iphone or your samsung or whatever and download the podcast app and subscribe to kind of neat listen in every week it will make your life so much easier and uh i'm gonna put up a video before this podcast comes out there will be a video on the channel about uh I'm going to be walking in on November 2nd, uh, an Alzheimer's walk for the Alzheimer's Association. It's uh, officially called the Walk to End Alzheimer's. So if you guys are still listening to this part and have not tuned out, uh, I would love it if you would donate some money to the cause. You guys know my father has Alzheimer's, and so I'm trying to help the Alzheimer's Association raise some money for that. Uh, if you're in the L.A. area... And you want to join the team, uh, I'm asking that you just get uh, either donate or raise $100 and join the team and come out and walk, spend a day with me. Uh, we'll have fun walking through Century City. And uh, I think if you raise 100 bucks, you get a t-shirt or something like that. So you get a, you'll get a t-shirt. And uh, yeah, so that would be great. Anyway, like I said, my name's Lee. This is my man, 
who Dream Panther. You might know as Dream Panther. Oh, yeah. am I not supposed to say your name on air? N- no. We yeah, can bleep yeah. it out. We'll bleep it out. Yeah, all right. Thank you. This is... <laughs> <laughs> and but you guys should know him as Dream Panther. Yeah. And uh this was kinda neat. Yeah, thank you, man.